1: Welcome to our show again. This is Polygamy, What Love Is This? And I am your host, Doris Hanson, and we are here to talk about Mormon polygamy. It's past and it's present, and Mormon polygamists and and all that goes on inside uh, and behind closed doors. But today's show, we are going to be talking about discussing three of Joseph Smith's plural wives. But first, if you or anyone that you know uh, is in a polygamy group and would like to get out or just have questions about the doctrine and and their practices, a shield and refuge ministry can help you. They can answer questions and they'll be happy to talk with you. You can go to their website um, and find out more information about them. You can call the toll-free number 877-425-9993 and everything that you discuss with them is held in complete confidence. And if any of our viewers would like to make comments or suggestions about the show, you can email us at email at whatloveisthis.tv or call us at 385 And now to get on with the show, I would like to introduce and welcome our co-host, Earl Erskine.
0: Thanks for having me again. And thanks. (laughs) Thanks for
1: being here as always and helping uh, present this (laughs) interesting information. This is fascinating. Mormon polygamy. You were born in the Mormon church, but you didn't know all this stuff about polygamy when you were no
0: idea. What sixty years
1: in Mormonism and you never knew all this stuff. And of course,
0: very, very little. Very little.
1: And I was born in polygamy and I knew very little of it too, especially some of this history. You know, we have been presenting in different shows the stories of the plural wives of Joseph Smith. And we normally do two wives at a time in each show to help our viewers understand uh, the foundation of Mormon polygamy groups today. Joseph Smith promised the women he proposed plural marriage to that they would receive salvation as a result of polygamy, and the polygamy groups continue to do that same thing today. But Joseph Smith lied. He lied to his wife, Emma. He he lied to Mormon church members and to the general public about his polygamy. When Joseph Smith was killed, he left behind over 30 widows. We normally present two wives per show, but today we're going to present three of his plural wives because two of them were sisters and their stories overlap. So we'll start with plural wife number 12. And plural wife number 12 was Sarah Marietta Kingsley, Howe, Cleveland, Smith, Smith. (laughs) Now this, of course, indicates that she had four husbands. Not at the same time, but she did have four husbands. Um, Sarah Marietta Kingsley was her given name, and she married these other men afterwards. Sarah Kingsley was born October of 1788 in Massachusetts, and she was a very well-educated woman, uh, especially for those times. In 1807, she was 19 years old old and she married John Howe. They had only one child uh, whom they named Edward. Now her husband was the captain of his own ship and while he was away on a voyage, it was during the War of 1812 that the British um, seized his ship. They captured him and the ship and imprisoned him until the end of the war. And he came back from the war. He was in bad health and gradually uh, his health. Health got worse and worse, and a few years later, he died. But before he died, their son, their only son, Edward, became ill Mm. and died. So Sarah, of course, was grieving deeply for both the death of her husband and her only child. Sarah was 37 years old when she met and married John Cleveland, her second husband. They had two children, Augusta and a son they named Alexander. In 1835, Sarah converted to Mormonism. But her husband, John Cleveland, was a Swedenborgian and did not agree with the Mormon religion. And the differences in their religions caused some problems and some contention in their marriage. We use several quotes in the show from In Sacred Loneliness, a book written by Todd Todd Compton. And the first quote is going to be from page 275 of the book.
0: After prolonged (laughs) discussion, Sarah and John decided that she would take Augusta to Mormon services and he would take Alexander to the Swedenborgian church. When they reached adulthood, the children would choose their preferred religion for themselves.
1: So that's how they decided to take care of the contention, religious contention in their marriage. When some of Sarah's friends discovered that she had become a Mormon, they were concerned and they did their very best to talk her out of following a false religion. Which is something interesting, (laughs) I think, for those days.
0: Yeah, from page 275. As soon as it was known she was a Mormon, her friends came and used every argument they could to dissuade her from continuing in such a downward course.
1: Okay, but obviously (laughs) their arguments fell on deaf ears uh, because she did not leave her choice of Mormonism. But it's interesting that later on in her life, she did go back to her Protestant roots. When the Mormons were expelled from Missouri, Missouri, they, they um, migrated to Nauvoo, which became the center of Mormonism, and they soon became friends with Joseph Smith and his family. In fact, Emma and her children lived with the Clevelands while Joseph Smith, at least part of the time that Joseph Smith was in the Liberty Jail. Yeah. We quote from page 276.
0: As often happened, the prophet lived in the same household with his future plural wife before their marriage. Joseph Smith, freed from prison, was reunited with Emma at the home of the Clevelands, and they stayed with them for almost three more weeks.
1: So Joseph Smith had the opportunity during that three-week time (laughs) to get to know Sarah Cleveland and become personally acquainted with uh, her and her husband, and this was in Quincy, Illinois. Joseph and and Emma left for Nauvoo, but... And although John Cleveland was not drawn to Mormonism, he was not antagonistic to the Mormon people. In fact, when violence broke out against the Mormon people, he would often lend a helping hand. He and Sarah eventually moved to Nauvoo, close to Joseph Smith, and Sarah soon was converted to Joseph Smith's idea (laughs) of plural marriage. We quote from page 277.
0: Soon after moving to the Mormon city, Sarah was converted to Joseph Smith's doctrine of celestial marriage. Sarah and Joseph almost certainly married before June 29, 1842, and when when she witnessed Eliza Snow's marriage to Smith, according to an affidavit by Snow. Previously married wives frequently witnessed the Mormon leader's new plural marriages, as they were part of the inner circle that could be trusted with such a secret knowledge.
1: Oh, the secrecy, Yeah. yeah. Sarah Cleveland was 54 years old when she became Joseph Smith's plural wife, and he was 36 years old and don't forget she was also married and living with John Cleveland when she married Joseph Smith and we continue to uh, continue to wait for someone to answer our question uh of, of, of give to give believable justification for Joseph Smith to marry and have marital relations with other married women it's unlikely that either Sarah or her husband informed Joseph Smith uh, or Joseph Smith informed informed her husband husband. that they had entered into plural marriage. And now we have an interesting quote from the 1842 county tax records.
0: Nauvoo City and county tax records for 1842 list a house for John Cleveland and another for Sarah several blocks away. This has been taken as evidence for a separation, but it is more likely that the couple had two houses and that one was under Sarah's name. Some unsympathetic sources report that Sarah had an assignation house where Joseph Smith would meet Eliza snow
1: he had to have this secret place for them and their secret marriages to their secret spouses to meet
0: And That's what the extra house was.
1: (laughs) Yes Todd Compton places the marriage date of Sarah Cleveland uh, to Joseph Smith on June 29th of 1842 And that very same day which we've already read Sarah Cleveland also witnessed Joseph Smith's marriage to Eliza snow So he took two plural wives Mm. in the, the same day the Relief Society began in 1842 and Sarah became the first uh, counselor to the first presidency and helped decide on the name Relief Society. Now, it's interesting. And Emma was
0: the president, And right? Emma was, yes. was
1: number one. Uh, and Joseph Smith and John Taylor, neither one of them liked the name Relief Society, but Emma liked it, and so... It stuck. <laughs> so that's what it was. And, and so they did call it the Relief Society, and Sarah Cleveland donated the first 12 cents to the Relief Society coffers. Wow. Emma hated polygamy, and she never fully accepted it. Despite what any history tells you, Emma never fully accepted polygamy. We want to quote from page 279.
0: Emma used the Relief Society to combat rumors that her husband practiced polygamy, which puts Sarah in an awkward, ambiguous position. A close friend of Emma, she nevertheless was Joseph's plural wife, and she could not tell Emma about it. On April 14th, Sarah cautioned the society against speaking evil of President Joseph Smith and his companion, that it would not be a light thing in the sight of God.
1: Now, of course, it's a
0: dilemma. He,
1: yeah, yeah. He, they're, they're covering their trail here. It's, it's interesting how it goes, and it is a dilemma. And it's interesting because Sarah joined Emma in trying to keep polygamy rumors from circulating, but they had totally different reasons for it. Uh, Emma, of course, wanted to destroy polygamy, but Sarah wanted to keep a secret because Emma didn't know that Sarah was married to her husband. Joseph Smith was killed on June 27th of 1844, leaving Sarah Cleveland a widow regarding her third husband, Joseph Smith, but she was still married to her second husband, John Cleveland, so she wasn't really a widow.
0: I guess that's true.
1: (laughs) Her daughter, Augusta, married John Lyman Smith, who was the son of Joseph Smith's uncle, John, and this begins another complex Mormon polygamous family relationship. We quote from page 281.
0: As we have seen, all of Joseph Smith's wives, who were known to Brigham Young and Heber Kimball, had their marriage to Smith repeated in the Nauvoo Temple, and the man who stood proxy for the dead prophet always married the woman for time. However, John Cleveland was a non-Mormon. Therefore, a faithful Latter-day Saint would have to stand proxy, which forced another polyandrous marriage. Faced with this duty, Sarah evidently selected John Smith, her daughter's father-in-law, as her proxy husband. Thus on January 15th of 1846 at age 56, Sarah married Joseph Smith for eternity in the Nauvoo Temple with John Smith's stand, standing proxy, then was sealed to John Smith for time. Her maiden name, Sarah M. Kingsley, is used in the records.
1: So we know it was her, according yeah. to the history, and she married jo- Joseph Smith's uncle, John Smith, for time. for time. Now, a time at marriage normally indicated marital relations. Sure. Now it isn't clear how Sarah and John Smith considered their you know, how they how they lived their marriage, but whatever the case is, uh, Sarah continued to live with her legal husband, John Cleveland, just as she did while she was married to Joseph Smith. Now the next event in Mormon history is their exit from Nauvoo. John Cleveland refused to go with the Mormons when they left, but Sarah chose to travel with them. And she chose to leave when her husband was away, so he probably (laughs) couldn't stop her. But on Brigham Young's advice, she returned to her husband rather than continue with her plural husband, John Smith. Augusta, their daughter, had encouraged her parents to immigrate to Utah, but John Cleveland wouldn't even consider it. And we quote from page 285, Sarah's final answer to Augusta.
0: Your father would by no means go to live with the Mormons, therefore I beg of you not to ask us any more. It offends him. But even if he was willing we have not the means to fit us out for the journey and my health could not sustain it
1: and so that's the last of the mormon connection with sarah kingsley sadly sarah aged painfully and she died in plymouth illinois on october or april 21st of 1856 she was only 67 years old and she had suffered on and off with an illness and bad health Mm. for several years before she died Dear, dear. So that's plural wife number 12 of Joseph Smith. And now we're going to do plural wives number 13 and number 21. We're ju- jumping numbers here because these two ladies are sisters. Um, and the first uh, plural wife, number 13, is Delcina, Diademia Johnson, Sherman, Smith, Babbitt. <laughs> See all these husbands. And plural wife, number 21, Almira, Woodward, Johnson, Smith, Barton. Like I said, we're combining these because they are sisters um, and their stories are intertwined. Delcina was six years older than Almira, But before we go further, we got to ask the question again. Why don't the polygamists use... The Bible, they use their polygamy, you know, the Bible is their excuse for it. But why don't they use it to guide their polygamous marriages? Let's quote from Leviticus 18.
0: Yeah, especially when you consider that this is supposed to be a restoration of of all the mm, Bible or that's of, right. of the gospel. <laughs> Do not take your wife's sister as a rival wife and have sexual relations with her while your wife is living.
1: Now that's pretty clear. It is. That's a clear command. Taking sisters as, as, as plural wives was forbidden. Yet Joseph Smith took at least four sets of sisters as plural wives, and mm. he may have been five sets. I'm still looking into that. Not a lot is known about Delcina's plural marriage to Joseph Smith, more is known about her sister Almera's marriage. But Benjamin Johnson was their younger brother and Joseph Smith asked him to introduce Almera uh, to plural marriage. It was normal for Joseph Smith to approach prospective plural wives by using close relatives to mediate for him. And this is what he did with the Johnson sisters. Now their father, Ezekiel Johnson, was not a religious man. He was a good husband and a parent, but he had no inclination towards Mormonism. But his family did. And although the older members of the family were converted and baptized, Ezekiel wouldn't let the younger members be baptized until they were old enough to make up their own mind, legal age. Delcina married Lyman Sherman, and they were both faithful members. We read from page 293.
0: Lyman was ordained a president of the original Quorum of the Seventy, so Delcina became a general authority's wife. About this time, Julia and Ezekiel Johnson separated due to religious differences and his alcoholism.
1: So Lyman married... Um, um, Delcina. Delcina, and he became a close friend of Joseph Smith, and jo- who t- uh, Joseph Smith taught Lyman the principle of plural marriage. However, during Joseph Smith's imprisonment in the Liberty Jail, Lyman died, and he left Delcina a widow with six small children, and so her brother Benjamin came in and helped take care of the family. Later, other members of the family, including her sister Delcina, all moved to, to Nauvoo, and then they helped take care of the family. Care of the family as well. And it was about this time that Delsina became Joseph Smith's plural wife. We read Benjamin Johnson's remarks from page 295.
0: The marriage of my eldest sister to the prophet was before my return to Nauvoo. And it being tacitly admitted, I asked no questions. Delcino was living with Louisa Beeman, another plural wife of Joseph Smith, at this time, and evidently Smith gave them housing and financial support. I saw from appearances that they were both in his Joseph Smith's care and that he provided there for their comfort.
1: And of course, Louisa Beeman was married to Joseph Smith yes. several years before that. On April 1st of 1843, Joseph Smith stayed for a time at Benjamin's house, and one morning he invited Benjamin to have a walk and a talk with him. And they went out and they sat on a log, and Joseph Smith proceeded to say the following to Benjamin. We read from page 295.
0: This would have been interesting to sit there. It would have, yes. That the Lord had revealed to him that plural or patriarchal marriage was according to his law. And that the Lord had not only revealed it to him, but had commanded him to obey it.
1: Yeah, you can just imagine him telling Benjamin this. And then he went on to say to Benjamin that God had told him to ask for some of his sisters to take his plural wives. He had already married Dulcina. Now he wanted Almira. Benjamin (laughs) was shocked.
0: And he said this, His words astonished me and almost took my breath. I sat for a time amazed and finally almost ready to burst with emotion. Benjamin wrote that if a thunderbolt had fallen at his feet, he could hardly have been more shocked or amazed. He was too stunned to even comprehend anything.
1: Benjamin's initial response to Joseph Smith's talk of plural marriage and his proposal to take his sister as a plural wife caused disgust and depression for him. He said there was a horror, even at the idea of speaking to his sister about such a thing. He said the very thought of it made him sick. He told Joseph Smith this.
0: I looked him straight in the face and said, Brother Joseph, this is something I did not expect and I do not understand it. I want to do just as you tell me and I will try but if I ever should know that you did this do this to dishonor or debauch debauch my sister I will kill you as sure as the Lord lives he said with a smile and in a soft tone but Benjamin you will never know that
1: isn't that hideous isn't that terrible? it is terrible <laughs> Benjamin Johnson would have had to accept this repulsive doctrine of polygamy or give up Joseph Smith is a prophet And sadly, many people, those early Mormons, even today's LDS and polygamists, consider Joseph Smith with such undeserved reverence. They refuse to think that he gave false information. But even at that, when they heard the doctrine of polygamy, it initially caused shock and revulsion to most of them. And just like Benjamin said
0: and trying to talk them into it. That's what's uh, in the name of God. Right. Her heart was not yet won by the prophet. Within a few days, my sister accompanied me to Nauvoo, where at my sister Dulcina's we soon met the prophet with his brother Hiram.
1: Okay, so they, they met, the, the sisters met with him. Now, Hiram Smith was also a polygamist. He was Joseph Smith's brother, and he took Benjamin aside. I guess he could tell Benjamin was pretty shook up about this, and he told him not to be frightened about polygamy. He said that he knew that Joseph was commanded to take more wives, but he waited until an angel with a drawn sword threatened that if he continued to delay fulfilling the command, he would kill him. And so, Benjamin was fully converted to polygamy now the angel with a drawn sword story is just another one of those manipulative threats designed to make them feel like it would be her fault or his fault if something bad happened to joseph smith but each time that joseph smith told that story he was already a polygamist so he didn't need to take more wives. This is such a good point. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Why did he need to take the third one after he had taken the second one? Then he was now practicing polygamy.
1: And, he all, and then he had dozens of wives <laughs> and dozens. he's still telling the story about yeah. the angel. So this is the story of Almura's conversion to polygamy.
0: Hiram came to me and said, I need not be afraid. I had been fearing and doubting about the principle and so had he, but he now knew it was true. After this time, I lived with the Prophet Joseph as his wife. I had many conversations with Eliza Beeman, who was also a wife of Joseph Smith, on the subject of plurality of wives.
1: So it looks like that these plural wives would get together yeah. and compare stories, and maybe compare.
0: I guess support the each one other husband, and, yeah. and they would
1: have to support each other yeah. in. Uh, in in their grief and loneliness
0: well and continue rationalizing the idea that they're married already to other men sometimes and mm-hmm. uh, or Emma not knowing about it, and there they all were in the religious society together.
1: Yeah, it would be it would interesting to be a fly on the wall and listen to some of these <laughs> yeah, women's stories yeah. as they tell each other. And it's interesting too, because Todd Compton uh, entitled his book In Sacred Loneliness. Yeah. And yeah. and when you look at, at what the plural wives had to go th- through and were expected to, um, to always be there for Smith when he came yeah. uh, to them, which he did, um, and yet was not there maybe many times when they needed some comfort or yeah. advice or whatever.
0: Well, and he was also telling it, like you said, the the whole community and the world that we only believe in one wife and yeah. one husband. And
1: yeah, so, so they rent houses across town yeah. so that they can go there and meet their husband. Uh, for those who believe that Joseph Smith married women to support widows <laughs> and never had sex with them, Almera's story, in her own words, Testified differently. Of course, Amira is not the only one, but we have them here. She said she lived with him as his wife, yeah. and that means she lived with him as his wife. <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> Her brother Benjamin remarks, of course, confirms this from page. 298? 298
0: Two ninety-eight. the prophet again came and at my house occupied the same room and bed with my sister that the month previous he had occupied with the daughter of the late bishop partridge as his wife
1: as his wife okay so we're talking about bedding the Some women more. you know yeah. there's no way you can get out of that yeah. when you read these historical documents that joseph smith did have sex with his wives And, uh, of course, Partridge, the the daughter of uh, Partridge, will be the Partridge sisters, which we haven't done their story yet, but we will do that at a later date. So we discover here the testimony that Joseph Smith spent time in bed with Almira, spent time in bed with Sister Delcina and with one of the Partridge sisters. He did have sexual relations, and no, they were not widows. Many of them were single women or already married women. We should be shocked to discover the following information from Benjamin. <laughs>
0: yeah. Can't get enough. At this time <laughs> Smith asked me for my youngest sister, Esther M, who was now 15.
1: 15 years old. Now see, again we have to say how many times, <laughs> you know, do we do we look at Warren Jeffs and realize yeah. he's following in the footsteps
0: and give Joseph a pass.
1: Uh, uh-huh, and give yeah. Joseph a pass. Yeah. He 15 years old and of course Benjamin told Smith that she was engaged to another man and let the matter drop. Less than two years later, Joseph Smith was killed, and the two Johnson sisters were left as widows. Now, this story I find particularly interesting to me. In fact, I had to go back and check to make sure that I was getting my facts right. But the Johnson sister, Ezekiel Johnson, their, their father, is also listed in the ancestry chart of my own grandmother's side, and Absolutely. so I am. My heritage goes back to Ezekiel yes. Johnson.
0: Wow! And in
1: th- fact, my grandmother's name was Julia, which was Ezekiel Johnson's wife's name.
0: Oh my goodness! Probably
1: named after her. So, did
0: they, they keep good records that way of their um, posterity? Well, I don't have a lot of good records, but
1: that one I was able to go back oh, and check out. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, but anybody who's yeah. born and raised in the Mormon culture is going to have. Somewhere back there, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna be. I relationship. two or, or three polygamists.
0: polygamists in my family. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's very interesting that we read these. We did three wives this time, but um, we find, of course, that he marries sisters, which is against yeah. what God's command is for uh, for a man to do. Now, God did uh, regulate the practices marriage practices in the bible but he never condoned and never commanded polygamy like joseph smith claimed that he did ever and it and it always whenever they first heard about it whether it was a woman or the man the father or the brother or whomever it was um, or the husband like he did with um heber c kimball it always was repulsive to them when they first heard about it. Well, and
0: it. I always understood, and I get it was my lack of study, of, of course, but uh, just that the rumor was, or the discussion was always that these people were sealed to Joseph after he died. After he
1: died, that's right. Nothing
0: that he practiced polygamy before.
1: And, and that's it was shocking to me when yeah. I first heard and, and started to read all this. Well, again, we've closed up another show. Thanks again, Earl. Thanks we'll, for having me. We'll do it again. Uh, most converts <laughs> to early Mormonism were raised on biblical morality, so when they were Faced with polygamy, they suffered severe mental anguish. Polygamists today are manipulated to accept this repulsive doctrine of polygamy or give up eternal life in their condition from the cradle. Many LDS accept Joseph Smith's sordid history of polygamy Or they must reject him as a prophet, so they accept his vile behavior and embrace him as a prophet. Too many people view Joseph Smith as being infallible, and so they accept all and anything he taught. But why not reject Joseph Smith as infallible and view him as the sinner that he was? And then, after rejecting the sinner, Joseph, accept the sinless Jesus. Because if you have Joseph, you still need Jesus. But if you had Jesus, you don't need Joseph. Mm -hmm. See you next time. Thank you.
0: This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.